Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Evening, evening, evening. It is one week out from the big start for round one, 2023. It's come around relatively quickly, it feels like, over the last couple of weeks. 5,000 iterations of Supercoach sides on my end. Alex Christie, I'm joined by you again. How are you, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. About the same. Uh, maybe double the amount, but I'm tracking <laughs> through it. Tracking through it. Yeah, so every year I go, you know, I'm just going to leave it until Teamless Tuesday for the first time, not bother, you know, bother with tinkering and, and mucking around. But then every year, you know, the app opens up and immediately you create a side. In my case, it was on the porcelain throne, so it might be an indication of where my team's headed. But I say that's <laughs> where you do your best thinking. <laughs> it absolutely is. Spend enough time on there according to my better half. But anyway... Uh, but no, that's where um, yeah, that's that's what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks with all this trial stuff and everything going on. So there's been a fair bit of movement. So it's I don't know, I don't know about you. I mean, you said last night uh, you're on another podcast. You want to give that a shout out and then uh, just explain what happened to your team that you announced on there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last night was on the Supercoach Hub podcast, so run uh, the Discord run by a few members of the Supercoach community. Uh, was on there with uh, my mate Toby, Toby's Troops, who finished 16th last year. The episode's on YouTube, Spotify, the whole lot, so check it out at Supercoach Hub. Um, yeah, we revealed our teams last night, and it has about 4,000 changes today, <laughs> I want to say. I messaged Toby. I said in my new team, I said, sorry, mate. Like, we went through it last night, but it's completely changed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, again, I'm happy to reveal my team again tonight, but I don't want to say it's locked in by any means. I like that, too, uh, like on YouTube, you mentioned. So I had a quick look today, and the shirt got me. Um, oh, I mean, yeah. I'm, I wear a lot of uh, wild outfits, but that's under the cover of darkness and audio only. But you had the uh, almost the Rob Sutherland Hawaiian out front and center. What was the go? Was it a dragon's theme? It was a dragon. That's right. Yeah, I got it for Christmas off my sister-in-law. Um, it was my pride and joy. So I had to uh, had to bring it out for the on-screen debut. Expect to see it at Magic Round on the Sunday as well. So I'll be uh, rocking it for sure. Absolutely. Look for the one dragon's fan in the crowd and give Alex a shout out. Can't wait. Um, all right, we've got, what, four or five days until Teamless Tuesday. That's the big one for next week. But before that, we thought we'd get together and run through uh, some of the team reveals for you and I. Um, I've sent mine to yours. You have uh, very cunningly not sent yours back, so I hear you're I'm ready. I'm still not in belief that this is really your team. There's some picks in here that I think your dog okay. might have picked. <laughs> what did you say? You, you were going to bring the heat, bring the fire? What was oh, that? yeah, I'm bringing all the thunder tonight. There's, there's, there's some picks I'm really going to question you on. Put you I look forward burner. to it. I love, you know, I love constructive feedback, and I can't wait to <laughs> immediately ignore all of it and carry on my merry way. But uh, we'll, we'll go through our, each other's teams, who we've picked at least um, a couple of days out, knowing, as it always does, that these things change on a whim. So we'll see what it looks like next week. But for now... We'd go through each of our sides. We'll go through all the positioning as well. We've picked out a couple of pods. 
uh, best mid-rangers, best cheapies in each position. We'll run through that. It's always a bit of a good discussion. Um, of course, referencing a lot to the Mega Guide, and we might start there. Uh, we mentioned last pod, Mega Guide's been out a couple of weeks now. We've put the finishing touches on it based on all the trials, all the latest updates, injury news, including Josh Schuster. <laughs> I think basically as I was ready to push the button for this thing to go out, uh, the news of Josh Schuster's calf injury came through. And, you know, it happens every year. We've got to rejig and rewrite, and we've done that. It's out. Anyone who hasn't got it, uh, go along to our website, nrlsupercoachtalk.com, and grab yourself a copy. Uh, if you've bought already and haven't got the download link, just follow the original one, and you can download version three. But a fair bit of blood, sweat, and tears into this one, mate. I'll be kind of glad when the season's uh, already kicking off. Yeah, absolutely. Also, another way to find it, just check the link on the Instagram, NRLSC Talk, or the Instagram Rugby League Realm. Uh, both the links in bio will take you to where to purchase the Mega Guide. Fair bit of shout-outs coming from you, mate. Rugby League oh, Realm, SC Hub. There you go. Yeah. A, man of, a man of many apps, many uh, many handles. There you go. Um, so that's the pod for tonight. So obviously the big one next week, but for now we can sift through the debris of um, what's been a relatively hectic trial period and just see where we've landed. So... Uh, maybe we just start there, Alex. So I've given you my side and maybe we just hold off on your fire for a little bit. But do you want to take me through top to bottom? Your What's your side's name? What's the team uh, name? Uh, you know you know what you said. You said it yourself. I'm a man of many shout outs. My team name itself will, will be Rugby League Realm. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Advertising degree. Come on. I have to rep the hand. brand. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, um, hook mate. Where do you start? I'm going the big gun, Harry Grant, straight up. He really hasn't left my side since it opened, along with Cheese. That that combo hasn't really been touched at all. Cheese and Harry Grant, that's a lot of cash up front. I don't know a lot of people say basically Harry Grant was their first picked. What's the reasoning? I think he's underpriced by, I want to say, minimum five points. But underpriced? Well, last yeah. year, he, so he's averaged at a 77. He's priced at a 77 average. To begin last year, the first nine or 10 rounds, he averaged about 90. So mm. who's to say he can't come out and do that again? You know, they have, they have a while before their first buy. They have a really, really nice draw to begin with. Um, so I'm, th- I'm thinking he can average 80 uh, at the minimum. Okay. I mean, you'd want him to at that sort of price to maintain it. And um, I mean, I guess in fairness, there's probably not a lot of value buys at this point in the season. You got Cook and my boy Reese Robson, uh, next two cabs off the rank. And I mean, in all likelihood, they're probably going to maintain value rather than gain any. But yeah, uh, on the other hand, Brandon Smith, I think, uh, I don't know what the percentage is of ownership at the moment, but I don't think you're alone in that combination there. Um, you liked what you saw in the trials? Yeah, um, I, I mean, seeing pretty stock standard, just trying to find his way into the team. But, you know, I think he had a try assist in each game. Didn't play a huge amount of minutes, but I'd expect uh, some 40s, some 80s from him, but a raver- averaging around that 60 to 65 mark. Uh, and he's currently owned by 49.2%. So, yeah, like you said, definitely won't be alone in that choice. And do you see 80 minutes or up there nah, with him or a shift to the middle? 30 minute stints at the very least. But um, I'd, I'll take that. He's in a top team um he'll be getting points as long as he's playing that hooker role I'm, I'm not i'm not too worried about him even if he drops a 40 round one i expect an 80 round two yep and i mean you're in the same boat as a lot of other people so relatively risk-free play uh kind of like it um just on grant like the storm have a fair bit of reshuffling to do in the pack this season so you know you lose the bromiches you lose kafusi on the edge there um even the back line's a bit thin at the minute there. So I don't know if points are going to be as free-flowing from those sort of guys. I think I mean, it will be for Grant because he doesn't really rely on anyone else to give him points. It's all his own doing. Hmm. 
Like yeah, uh, a- the loss of the Bromwiches, Kafusi, uh, I, I don't see that affecting the attack really. It's more the loss of Pappy that will affect the attack. But even then, I think Grant will be fine on his own. It's more that I think Storm might encounter some defensive issues early on with the new structure and new players. But again, I don't see that really affecting Harry Grant scoring. Okay, and I assume uh, you got the big reserve sticker on Brandon Smith. Yeah, on side. absolutely. There you go, front rowers. Who you got? Uh, I'm. I'm. I, will, I don't want to self-appoint myself into this uh, prestigious society, but I would say I am the current leader or front runner to be leader of the Daniel Saifidi Appreciation Society. Really, you're taking over Lakey? Yeah, look, I, I'm. I'm right on him. I've been. I've been pretty much talking him up all preseason, so he's my number one front rower at the moment. Who's paired with Christian Welch, uh, just for basically price reasons only. I can't afford to get any higher. If I was getting a gun in, it would be Payne Haas, quite like him, but we'll touch on him a bit more later. And on the bench, Stefano Utoakamanu and uh, Viliami Fafida. Viliami Fafida is that a placeholder or what's what's he going to uh, do? Somewhat. I think he might actually crack the seventeen pretty early on, and the manly pack is abysmal almost mm. and he looked really decent in the trials um i think they said he might have covid so or something along those lines some illness so he might be out round one but either way he's a dual bottom dollar who might eventually make the 17 so you've gone pretty light on i'd say in front row there so safidi 484k so that's your kind of forward pack leader there you've gone without the likes of tarpane um, maybe carrigan unless he's in your second row what's the the thought process there it is i mean typically a position that yeah, the, the best is not that far away from the middle, if that's your That's thought. it. Like, I think, well, obviously, Daniel Saifidi, Christian Welch, I see them both fairly undervalued. Um, mm. Saifidi will be hugely benefiting off the loss of Clemmer and the uh, addition of Jaden Braley at full health. So obviously last year he suffered a lot of injuries, um, didn't really have a preseason because of COVID, but this year no World Cup because he wants to focus on the Knights. Uh, I thought he looked okay in the trials. People saying he's pretty disappointing, but he was basically at a one PPM um, based on what I saw and, and how I was counting. So, you know, I'll take that. And they've got a dream run round one to six. So I think you could jag an attacking stat or two. Interesting. Well, there you go. I mean, there's not a lot going for them in terms of attacking structure. They're very all over the shop with changes and the like. So if they're going to do anything, it'll be, you know, meat and potatoes kind of stuff through the middle. So no, I don't mind that. Daniel Safito, I mean, in all honesty, hadn't really considered him. I just see any Knights jersey and kind of want to vomit. But um, I'll just be the Kalen Ponga toilet cubicle effect. But um, yeah, for me, I'd, uh, yeah, I might have a look at um, Saifidi because yeah. we'll get End into my team year, but a little bit. Um, Jaden Braley, when he was back at full health and Daniel Saifidi was kind of, of building up to more minutes. Um, he scored, Daniel Saifidi scored two tries in a couple of games and both of those tries were Jaden Braley putting him over from hooker. So if mm. Jaden Braley's playing, you know, 70, 80 minutes and Daniel Saifidi's playing 55, I can really see that in those first six games for sure. Okay, uh, second row, who you got? Big man Cam Murray leading the pack. Yep. Um, I want to say he's been in and out of my side regularly, but he hasn't been. He's been pretty locked in, but obviously not a must-have at that price. I just really like him, um, even before the trials where he blitzed the Dragons, which I'm okay with because he's in my side. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been pretty hot on him. No early buy as well. Uh, a tough draw to begin the season bodes well for him minutes-wise, I'd say. Uh, even if he might not get the attacking stats against the easier teams, he sh- that base should make up for it, in my opinion. 
Uh, with the news of Angus Crichton today potentially missing some time, um, we wish him all the best, obviously, but Egan Butcher has made his way into my side here as the second uh, second rower. Uh, should get that left edge spot outside Kiri, which is super coach gold. Eli Katoa, the other starter for me. Then the bench, obviously, Jermaine Hopgood, who I consider the must-have of the season, mm. which I'd assume most people would as well. And then two placeholders in Dury and Piakura. Yeah, Dury, I guess, uh, battling, I think it's an ankle injury to make it um, yeah. into the side. So, fingers they're crossed for They're hoping he'd fit round one, but yet to be seen. 235k. And then you've got Momosia as well, at that, I think, almost same price tag. So... Yeah, depending on whoever makes it for Parramatta, it's not a bad shout given some of the woes at their pack. Um, maybe just hone in on Eli Katoa. So you said he's your sort of third, second rower there. What's your thought process behind him? Yeah, I've, I've been big on Eli Katoa since he debuted. Um, that, that season he had with the Warriors was brilliant, and I think he's been a bit uh, unfortunate in that Warrior system. He didn't really get the help he needed, or they didn't give him the opportunities that he needed. I think he will excel in this Storm system. Uh, that right edge spot as well. We saw it in the trials. Like he he can just he can get that attack from nowhere and he can score them quite easily. Storm have a really good run uh, as well, and I think he's more locked into that eighty minute role than a Trent Loyero would be. So I'm happy to take the punt on him at the four hundred and eleven k. I think a lot of people going Loyero just you know a lot cheaper. Well, not a lot, but you know fifty k cheaper or, or so. But if anyone's going to miss out on minutes or attacking stats, it's going to be Loyero over. A rel- not, I wouldn't say proven performer, but Katoa, as you've said, started off with a bang in his super coach and NRL career, fell away a little bit with injury and that, but great system. We've seen what it does for other players, so I think that's a, a relatively smart play. Um, I, did sure. see, I did see some talk about Tarek Sims potentially moving to the middle. Um, not sure how uh, factual that would be, um, but you know, if for whatever reason he does spend a bit of time there, I think it bodes really well. Uh, for Katoa and, and his potential for big minutes. so Yeah, I uh, think Sims out in the middle is where he's most effective, especially with the loss of Brandon Smith. They need someone with that dog mentality in the middle, and Tarek Sims can come on. I think he's best off the bench. You know, get Josh King on the lock roll for the first half an hour or so, maybe 25 minutes, then get Tarek Sims in there and just, you know, be a wrecking ball essentially and, and try and create something through that. I think that would be his best role. I can see him spending some time on the edge, but I don't see him... Well, I hope I don't see him starting there for the sake of the Storm in Loyero. Mm, there you go. Uh, all right, halfback, who you got? Uh, these two have been locked in since the game opened as well, similar to my hookers, Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines. I don't really see any other alternative, haven't considered anyone else. Those two are 100% locked in. Yeah, we're going to talk about those guys later, so I don't think there's anything to really dive into there. 5 8. 5 8, Adam Dewey. He was my, uh, yep. as, as I said in the mega guide, in my. Um, uh, you know, right up that Adam Dewey was my first pick, my must-have. He was just he he is absolutely incredible for Super Coach, and the fact I can get him for just over six hundred k screams must-have to me. The only thing I like, I've got Dewey as well, and had him pretty much straight away. Just had him last year as well. Um, loves taking the line on. Does a better Tiger side actually hinder him a little bit? Because I mean, he's been one of the only good things about this side for two odd years. You've now got. A decent um, crop of people coming in. Uh, I don't know. Is he There's less not, of a... Not a lot of attacking weapons come in, though. Yeah. It's just Appy, and if anything, that helps his game. Like, Appy might take some attack like he did with Nathan Cleary and Luai. He'd take some runs from dummy half, some grubbers and stuff like that, and aim to put someone like Stefano over. But all in all, I think the Dewey delivery is way better. They're going to go to him first over the likes of Luke Brooks, Dane Laurie, players like that. Like He'll still be the number one option in attack 
when they're down that end. And the new crop of forwards coming through are just going to help them get down there. But Luke Brooks, I've heard his leash is coming off for the 78th time. They're unleashing him this year, mate, haven't you heard? Yeah, well. Big Brooksy, yeah. it's about time. It's been about if 10 years. Can, that might be better than your backup half at the moment. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. That could be a stake, but we'll see. Um, all right. Uh, who's your other 5-8? Five five hmm. uh, the man you mentioned before that you love with all your heart, Caelan mm. Ponga. Oh, yeah, now that the jewel's next to his name, I've, I've heard That's a lot it. more talk than I had ever thought I would at the start of this season, but explain that one to me. I don't. Is he goal kicking? Because he gave it away to um, well, Hastings in the trial. Yeah, Hastings had it in the trial, but Barry Tui has put out tweets saying that Ponga is the number one kicker if his calf's okay. So, you know, Ponga, his first hit out of the season after that calf injury, only played the first half. Maybe they just said, don't worry about the kicking today. We'll give it to, you know, Hastings. Um, so really coming to round one, I have absolutely no idea who's going to be kicking. But again, just with that dream run from round one to six, uh, I think he is the best option for that backup 5-8 throw now that Schuster's out because I'll have the option after those six rounds or five rounds to go down to someone like Schuster before his first price rise in round five and bank that 300K and hopefully some points or can go up to someone like Dylan Brown for that buy run. Mm, interesting. So you're basically like his love child tonight, mate. You got Daniel Saifidi in your side. You're dropping Barry Tui references. You got Caleb Ponga. <laughs> He's clearly giving you some lines. Yeah, I need to, to stay away from him. I'm hanging out with him too much. I need, <laughs> I need some space. Stay out of Ipswich, mate. Or Logan, wherever Lakey may be at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. It's a. I mean, I just can't see it with Caitlin Ponga. The new position in a dreadful side um, still seems to be battling injuries. If the fact he's not even kicking is any indication, so I don't know. Too many question marks. So at that kind of price, five fifty. I know what he can do, but he hasn't done it for a lot of uh, you know a fair chunk of years. So I don't I know. know. I, last year, the, I picked him up late last year, and he had How'd that. That's when he got knocked out against the Roosters. <laughs> That's unfortunate. But before that. When he was playing 80 minutes, he had about seven games. He was playing 80 minutes mm. fullback and was goal-kicking. He averaged almost 70 a game. Now, I know that there was a fullback go. and he's playing both sides. Even in that first trial, he went over to the right-hand side once or twice, which was pretty promising to me and obviously made that great line break and try assist. So that just kind of speaks to me that that spark is still there. And I think mm. that the 5'8", like when he played 5'8", originally, is only for a couple of games and he was about what, 19, 20 years old. Hmm. I mean, I in fairness to, from there. to Ponga, I mean, if there's ever a year that he wants to prove himself, um, all the talk about, um, you know, rejecting the, the contract with Dolphins or the stuff off fields, the injuries, concussions, talk about where he's best placed, all of this stuff, like it's got to eat into the, into the head a little bit. So if he doesn't start with a bang, there's something wrong there. So I know I, I think it's a bit of a risky play at this point in the season, unproven, and you talk about the good draw, but it's the night. So anyway. Put a, put I still think they have points in them, but I just don't. I don't see them winning a lot of games, but I still think they'll score points. There you go. So a few intercepts for Kalen Ponga. That's points in them. Um, anyway, know. we'll go down to your who we got center wings. Oh, my center wings pretty abysmal. Um, mm. Don't judge me on this, but my current center wings. Sorry, just playing. It's just frozen on me here. Where are we? There you go. Uh, that's my... that's also <laughs> like Lakey. The yeah, scrambling for notes. That's, that's very it. SC report s. <laughs> Fitting right <laughs> my, in, mate. My current top. Uh, highest uh, price center wing. Do you want to have a guess who it is? Oh, what's the price range? Four to five? <laughs> it's below four. Ooh. Uh, Hayes Perham. 
Yeah, it's currently CNK. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're yeah. okay. Look, I'm, I'm not a CNK fan. I'm looking for every way to anti-pot him, but I'd only do so if I'm getting someone like Param or Isaac Thompson in. Um, Param just a bit out of my price range with this current team build. So unless I went down to like Katoa to Loyero, I wouldn't be able to get Param in, but I think I'm happy to take the punt on Katoa over him. Uh, after that, I've got Tommy Talao, mm. Stania Taruva. Currently got Braden Williami, but somewhat of a placeholder. I think he gets that left center spot for New Zealand, but I don't really rate him or the Warriors squad. He's just 234K and he's dual. Then I have the three uh, base cheapies that everyone should have in Camperera, Warbrick, and Alamotti. Yep. No, I mean, the it's one of those positions every year. It seems to be a stack of cheapies at the start. And if you're going to get value, it's it's in there. My thing is Braden Williami. He's 234K for probably a good reason, given he's had how many starts, how many goes, and just not a good super coach player. Yeah, um, he also had the year off, so he, that's why his price is so low. But, yeah, he, he averaged like 30 in 2021 for the few starts he had for the Dragons. So he's, he's not a good super coach player by any means. He's just cheap, dual, and hopefully starting around one. I think I feel like center wing is probably a position if you were going to target and pot up and try and you know start hell for leather, it would be targeting some guns in this position because I think a lot of players are going to have these cheapy guys that are new to systems or rookies themselves, and like it's it could be a not not a bloodbath, but if you get the right center wing and good matchups and that kind of thing, and you pay the right price for it uh, when everyone else has gone cheap, it's a huge um, starting point. But again, you make sacrifices in one place, you make them, um, yeah elsewhere so i don't know it's not an unusual strategy at all so the fact that cnk is your highest price a little surprising um but yeah i mean i see a lot of people going the hammer those sort of guys those fullbacks even tyrell sloan um although he's what five eight but these sort of fullback players who are mid cheapy prices a bit of a risk but anyway we'll see how that pans out for you yeah fullback fullback uh assume you've gone double gun I have indeed. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, he's another one like Cleary and Hines, Harry Grant, been locked into my side since it really opened. Um, obviously an incredible gun. I think despite the tough draw to start the year, he still averaged incredibly well. Last year, he had 13 full games. Uh, only three of them were against bottom nine teams. The rest were against top seven teams. And against those top seven teams, he still averaged about 80 points. So I think he can replicate that early on this season. It just seems to be in that mindset where he knows he's the best player on the field and will absolutely dominate regardless of the opposition. Kind of a point to prove, and I think Souths are a big chance for the Premiership this year. And then back up fullback, I currently have drink water, and that was a decision I made about 10 minutes before the podcast to put him in. Really out of price. <laughs> and to get a piece of the Cowboys, I have been pretty high on drink water this preseason. It's been between him and Teddy for this last fullback spot, but like I said, it's all due to price at the moment. Just can't get that little bit extra for Teddy as well. I don't want three roosters in my team with that buy in round four. Hmm. So with Egan Butcher, Brandon Smith already there, I think I'm happy to take the punt on drink water. Um, people are saying they have two tough games first up. Canberra, they've been, they looked pretty shocking. Um, I know they didn't have their full team there, but they, they've just got a lot of new backline players with now Rapana out, Savage out, um, Smith Shields back from a year off of footy. Uh, they've got, the halves are pretty much still the same. Daniel Levi hasn't played really consistent footy uh, in a while. A lot of new forward pack as well. Just And it's in North Queensland too. I just think Drinky has a great run, and I want a piece of that Cowboys team early on. 
Uh, I think I told you last week or the, the week before, mate, Cowboys are dreadful starters. And I know that as a devout Cowboys fan, we'll name my first son Morgan, um, that kind of thing. But for whatever reason, we just are so slow out of the blocks. So we yeah, played How Canberra. long has it been since you were top four, though? It does. It feels like an age since that friggin' Parramatta game, but um, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's one of those. No matter how well we end up finishing in a year, it's our start every time. Like it's the weather up there, whatever they have them doing in the off season that just has heavy legs coming out. So I'm, I find us very hard to trust so early on, despite a, a pretty good year last season. But you know, all uh, all good luck to you guys. I hope you've um, inspired Drinky. Although I did see a post on Chad Townsend's Plays Golf Club, shout out, Instagram page, and <laughs> had like a pre-round photo of Drinky who looked about, I don't know, 78 beers post the night before. So I don't know, maybe that's, that's his magic elixir. have to me. Yeah, that's... It's, it's, you know, it's some people... He's got the confidence to get absolutely sourced yep. a week before round one. Um, yeah, I'm pretty all in on him now. Yeah, well, similar story for Brandon Smith last season. Won't go into it, but yeah, had a. That's it. He's probably not as good a not as good a start to this season. So, okay, interesting that you haven't gone um, the likes of Teddy there. I know a lot. Of, I think he's probably is he the highest owned uh, yeah, fullback. So owned fullback. Uh, Teddy has been in my team for the last two weeks, but there would, I think with the Schuster news, I just had to completely reshuffle to get Ponder mm. in, and I think uh, if. Drinky's not much of a downgrade from Teddy early on, especially because of that Roosters buy in my eyes. Okay. All right. I think it's a good time to take a break. I'll let you get your uh, I don't know, cannon ready, whatever you want to call it, because you're going to spit some fire. When we return, I'll let you go through the side that I've given you, the basket straight-ins as of, uh, what is it, 8 o'clock <laughs> Queensland time. So you're ready to go. So uh, let's take a quick break, come back, and let you fire away. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, I'm feeling it. Can't you feel it in the air? There's number yeah, one side, mate. Can you imagine? That's a claim to fame. You can tell your kids. I was on a preseason podcast with JT, the 2023 Supercoach champion, and I even had spoilers. I had his side in front of me, and I didn't follow it. These are the things you'll be telling uh, generations to come. Alex, my side, uh, <laughs> doesn't it scream 2023 champ? Uh, it screams something. But I don't know <laughs> if I can say it on this podcast. <laughs> Let me bask in its glory. Do you just want to take me through? Maybe um, not play by play uh but some of the the things that you've picked out there the real genius moves that right. you're Let's just wanting to, the, to pick my the, brain the about elephant in the room 
Mm. Your your current halfback is Nico Hines. Absolutely fair right, enough. Cool, yeah. All in on him. Fantastic. Yeah. Vice captain. Backup halfback though. The big Jamal, one of the greatest rugby league names you'll ever Jamal have. The big folk. Six hundred and fifty eight k. What is the thought process there? I told you every time you write the mega guide in the preseason, you have these players that come to your. Uh, sight in your eyeline that you would never have thought about before. You would never think, oh, Jamal Fogarty, you know, that random Titans guy that came over to Canberra, missed half the season, and uh, yeah, they missed, uh, well, it didn't go that well in the back end, but you know, that sort of guy just piques the interest. With The more you dig in, the more you pry, the more you nitpick with some stats there. I've, just on, I've been on the big fog ever since. I was almost, so, I was almost riding Fogarty, uh, Tanner Boyd, in the halves before I oh, saw Nico absolutely tear it up. So you would have had even more fun with that. Uh, I'm I'm very anti Boyd early on this season. If anyone hasn't picked up well, on I that, I don't have him. I don't have him either. But oh, just that 380k price tag, kicking goals. It's always a. It's kind of like Toby Sexton from last year. It was short lived, but for the the time that I had him, he was okay. Yeah, but no, Fogarty for the year before too. <laughs> well, there you go. So like every year I seem to start with some random guy. Uh, and you know, seventy percent of the time it works every time. But Fogarty, they had a they have a really good draw. So us, we've already spoken about how slow starting we are. So cows got sharks and Penrith. They do play a couple of tougher sides. But then got knights, broncos, and dolphins. Um, plenty of points in there. And this guy's Fogarty scores big on his day. He, I think he's got something like three or four tons in his last season and a half. He's, so he's, I've got, I'm on the mega guide now. Six games above 90 in his last 20 starts for the Raiders and Titans, including three tons and a 150-point game. Yep. There you go. So on his day, can absolutely go large. Goal kicks um, in a Canberra side. You were talking about them being a little bit all over the shop. Maybe their back line, but you look at their forward pack, you've got Papali, Tarpanay, uh, who else you got Whitehead there who does his job. Um, I really like Hudson Young. Um, and the, the way that they combined, um, and even Fogarty in the trial, they did one good thing, and he was at front and center of that. Um, so hopefully, he gets a few more chances to goal kick. But just one of those those guys that he's owned by six hundred people in Super yeah, Chat. those six hundred people are a very specific group of people in society. <laughs> Mensa, and again, I don't know uh, if I can say that name on no. the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I, look, I just I don't see a world where he averages more than sixty two and a half, which he got last year. I just think the the Raiders are, you know, they had a really terrible game and it made me reconsider um, just what I'm doing with Fogarty in the side there. But I, I don't know, I think it'll hurt them and I think they're going to come out firing in round one, unfortunately for us. So I can see him averaging uh, definitely 60 plus, if not 70. So I think he's got a huge game in him. Even with Whiten there, they share the role pretty well. So if you look at their try assists, they tend to, um, Fogarty, if not more so, um, gets a role in that at the line. He, he kicks any grubbers, he gets gets forced dropouts. Like he ticks a lot of boxes. And the goal okay. kicking, can't stress that enough. Do you think he averages more than Sam Walker early on? <sighs> yes, I do. Because so there's more... price at the 62 and a half, like you said. Is there more value in him than Sam Walker? I would suggest that there is. I think the Roosters have a lot more chefs in that kitchen, whereas Fogarty is sort of the, the Fogel point, if you will. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. That's terrible. No soundbite. No soundbite. <laughs> But anyway, no, I just think like, I don't know, I liked the stats there and I think I've, you know, we've got um, trades up the sleeve. It's that time of the year where you throw some darts. If they don't stick, you've got time to um, rejig. And it's such a high price. If for whatever reason falls off a cliff, I'll get off before the, the ship completely sinks and move on to someone that isn't Kalen Ponga. But, you know, for now, I'm going to trust the gut 
I'm going to go with this player. I mean, he he has a very handy base. Uh, got games last year of thirty odd tackles plus. So gets in, gets the grunt work done. He's not going to score you a fifteen or twenty like some other halfbacks, like maybe a Tanner Boyd will, um, which at the price tag you probably don't want. But I don't know. I just there's something in there. I'm going to be on it, and you'll all laugh. But I'd, I look I'd, forward I'd to. I'm convinced you start with them round one. To be honest, I'd I'd bench him as a six hundred. No, I, I don't. Player. I don't think you. I don't think he's in your team. Like in your entire twenty five. Come don't round challenge one. Challenge me. Don't challenge me on these things now. I can't go back. I can't go back. I'm not <laughs> a Alex Christie after one hour of a podcast jumping onto another and then <laughs> mixing well, the side I, up. Completely. I, I blame uh, Egan Butcher for that. There and you go, and Josh Schuster actually. Josh Schuster is the main the main culprit for that. There you go. A lot of leg stuff going on at the the Manly camp. They've got to get that stuff in order. But anyway, enough about Foggy. I just, I, I don't know, I see something in it. I've got an eye for talents. There you go. He's sure. my uh, absolute Uber pod. Um, and I look forward to, after this podcast drops, the 600 going to about 605 starters. <laughs> so for the five people out there that'll follow my lead, I look Your girlfriend's to your- account, dog's account, <laughs> neighbor's account, grandma's account. I think I got 10th pick out of 12 in a draft. So Jamal Fogarty, pick number 10. Thank you. Yeah, in round 10. <laughs> Where are we going next? What else, uh, what else is genius? Well, yeah, Reese Robson. I know you're a Cowboys fan. Reese Robson, I actually don't hate as a pick, but what's the thought process there over the likes of Grant Cook? See, a lot of um, similar stats with these guys. So Robson last season had a little bit of a stuttered start because he was sharing a role with Jake Granville. Uh, as the season wore on, became an 80-minute player, heavily involved in attack, scores a lot of tries out of dummy half, which you know may dry up, may not. Um, but I just really like the cut of his jib. And for the, the price that he's at, you compare Cook, who's I think about 70K higher, Harry Grant, who's 150K, uh, for example. The only real area where Robson is um, a little bit down on both of those guys is his try assists. But I think with a, you know, if the Cowboys are going to click, um, that will come naturally, guys like Nano on the edge and that kind of thing. So I just thought Robson for a, a relatively cut price, but a, you know, a guy that can hold his own in amongst that um, Grant Cook sort of echelon uh, for the sake of you know, saving 150K, spending it elsewhere, that's where I've gone. And he's a Fair Cowboy enough. man. And he's a Cowboy, yeah. I, I figured, uh, I'm actually surprised you only have one in there. Well, well like I said, mean, you're I'm, not a fan of them early on. So. No, I'm going to have a base guy over an attacking stat guy, just on that basis yeah. that I think we could so start we've got slowly. Completely different ends of the spectrum there. Drinking mm. versus Robson, one all base and a couple of tries, and one only attacking stats. Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, now, Burton versus Ponga. You've got Berto as your backup five eighth behind Adam Dewey, of course. Um, what's what's inspired the Burton pick there? Well, I had him last season at the back end, and I think the Dewey and Burton combination as well. So, I mean, he's a guy that's got his fingerprints all over that Bulldogs attack. Um, I thought they started in the trial pretty well last week before really falling away. That wasn't Burton's doing, but I just think with some added class in and around him um, and another season in that jumper, I just, I just think Burton's got a lot of value to gain from, what is he, 595k? And it's, it's going with the crowd in this instance because I think he's um, relatively heavily owned. So I didn't want to yeah, miss out on a guy. he's currently the most owned 5'8", um, besides Josh Schuster at the moment. Mm. I think he's almost at 40% ownership. Yeah, I, I didn't want to miss out if um, the doggies do live up to some of their expectations and uh, he's a big part of that. So Burton has a goal-kicking half and a guy that really likes taking the line on, which is gold for Supercoach. I just thought a, a relatively safe pick. Um, not initially in the side, actually. I had um, Schuster as well as you did, but with that news, it's really a terrible position. 
I had no yeah, idea. There's no depth in it at all, is there? No, I hadn't even looked beyond basically Schuster and say Dewey, you know, yeah. gun, cheapy kind of thing. But been between that, there is absolutely F all. Anthony yep. Wilford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out, Wilf. Mm, there you go. No, um, obviously, there's a lack of uh, Daniel Saifidi, but that's right. We won't touch on that. But you, as centre wing, I'm going down here. Nick Meany is your current uh, anchor in centre wing. Now, my take on Nick Meany is that you he, he's basically priced at maybe not his peak, but there's not a ton of value in him, in, in my opinion. And I think that trial showed he's just not involved in the attack. Like, they don't use him the same way they'd use Pappy. He doesn't have the follow-up plays. He's not part of the structure when they run set plays. It's all the halves and the hooker. Hmm. Um, and obviously, he has the goal kicking, but that's his game. It's just fullback base and goal kicking, and that'll get him that 60 to 70 average. What's your kind of expectations for him this year, and why have you picked him? Well, I think in, in all fairness to the rest of the side, this is probably the shakiest pick that I've got. And I've, um, you know, writing the mega guide and seeing I wrote the storm. So having a look at how he went last season, uh, when Pappy was out and he was playing fullback, absolute gun. And that goes with the territory. When the storm are on a roll, uh, the players seem to share points. And this guy goal kicks are so naturally going to get uh, benefiting off the back of that. But I just thought if I wanted a, a cog in that storm wheel, I needed to get it somewhere and I didn't want to go Harry Grant, didn't want to go Cam Munster given that sort of injury talk um, that's been spoken about and how it might be holding him back. So I thought Nick Meany at centre wing, uh, given the price tag, not going to have that many um, fellow owners. So if the storm start off on a, on a big roll, I just feel like Meany will maintain his value, score pretty well comparatively to some of the other uh, much cheaper centre wings. So I'm not set on him. I just see last season where he had so many big games in amongst that storm uh, juggernaut, I guess, that this could be another another good season, good eight, ten weeks before Pappenhausen gets back and you can um, trade him to a guy. You know, every year center wing throws up some guy out of the clouds that um, everyone's going to jump on at some point in the year. Talakai last season, Garrick year before. Um, by that stage that Pappy's back, I think Meany will be a safe down or upgrade, I guess, to whoever's the, the flash in the pan at that point. But again, yeah, not set, cool. so it's probably going to change by next next week. Uh, the rest of the squad, I think, is pretty pretty sound. I, I agree with all the other picks. Um, so I'll run through it from top to bottom, if you'd like. Uh, Robson Cheese as your hookers. Front row, Tarpane, Stefano Utokamanu, Sean Kepi, and Davey Moale. Second row, Cam Murray, Wilton, and Eli Katoa. On, on Maybe the just bench. pause on, sorry, just to pause on Teague Wilton. I know we spoke yeah. about him uh, the other week. Did anything in that trial where a couple of tries, Wade Graham taking a back seat? I know Wade Graham's your guy that you just want to steer clear of anything to do with him. And Teague oh, Wilton's yeah. part of that. <laughs> so nothing swayed you since last week? No, it, it, look, I've never doubted Wilton's ability. I really like him as a player, and I think he should be getting that 80-minute edge roll, and he would be great for Supercoach if he does. I just think Graham will be on that bench round one, and I am not 100% convinced <laughs> Wilton gets that 80-minute edge roll, even though I think he should. So I yeah. think that's one for me to wait and see. If he does come out and scores a couple of tries early on, I think I'll get him in for those Dragons-Warriors games around four and five, even though he has to buy round six. Okay, very good. Um, on the bench, Hopgood, Dury, and Wong from the Roosters. Um, obviously, we've talked about Dury before. Wong, hopefully, part of the 17, but somewhat placeholder, would you say? Uh, it is, yeah. Someone yeah. could stick in there. And there's always someone that comes out of the clouds. Uh, round one, there'll be a random second rower, potential trap. So we'll yeah. talk about them next week. There's usually a few. But uh, for now, just holding that, I think I've got maybe 20, 30 grand in cash. So yeah. we'll see. 
Um, then in the halves, we've already talked about Hines, Fogarty, and the halfback and 5'8", Dewey and Burton. Uh, center wing, Nick Meany, Remus Smith, the Storm combo with Tommy Talao and Taruva, the other starters. Then on the bench, as everyone should have, the three bottom dollar, Alamotti, Khan Pereira, Warbrick. And fullback, the most common fullback uh, partnership in Tedesco and Trebojevic. Just on center wings, if you were going to play, so obviously a lot of people have cheapies and I've got a majority in there are cheap, but who are you starting and who are you sitting? Uh, you got Alamotti, Camperera, Warbrick from the Storm to Ruva to Lau. These sort of guys, like, are you just playing on matchups? Yeah, um, matchup roulette. So Camperera, mm. I'm happy to play. Like, at t- around two, he'll definitely be my side against the Dragons. Uh, Titans, obviously, are a team that have a lot of points in them and he will benefit from that. But So he will be the matchup play for sure. Uh, Warbrick, I'm missing round one, but I think he's pretty safe on that right wing for the Storm outside Hughes and you know Grant and everyone like that. There's definitely tries for him, and he's a, he's a solid player too. Mm. So he'll get points. Um, so he'll feature in my side a fair bit. Sunia Taruva, assuming he gets the wing, he'll be locked in every single week for me, as well as Tommy Talao. Uh, Alamotti, another one. If Camperera's got a rough matchup and Alamotti's matchup is better than Warbrick, I'll probably play him. I think he's got decent base. He averaged around mid-30s in base in New South Wales Cup last year. I mean, i tell you what, it was the Dolphins, so a grain of salt. But the way that they were shaping to Camperera's wing um, out on that left edge like looked a hell of a lot better than what Tanner Boyd and Dave Fafita were doing on the other side. So if oh, that's the way sure. foreign getting his hands on the ball there, Brimson out the back. Like, there are a lot of points coming his way. So I really like Camperera as a um, relatively risky player because he's a rookie, but the way that they were playing in that trial game suggests that there's going to be a lot coming his way. So I really yeah, like not that. A, not a pod ownership, obviously. No, not at all. everyone will have him, but he's definitely a pod play, I'd say. Hmm. Very good. Um, all right, that kind of rounds it out. I'm keen to see uh, round one. You know what? I reckon Jamal Fodi is going to kill it against us. Uh, you're going to eat your... Eat your hat, and then he'll go on to score like 30s after that. But for that one round, I'll have it over you. So I'm, I'm not believing it. There you go. Interested to see where these land. But for now, I'm going to try to avoid touching this side until Tuesday next week, uh, if I can commit to that. There you go. Um, yeah, but for I'm you, not, I'm sure I'm it'll gonna, be. Yeah, I'm not going to kid myself. Mate, you've probably changed that. it while we've been talking, don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure you've got Jay Fogarty in that side as we oh, speak. Here we go. Radio. All right. Uh, we thought we'd round out the pod, mate, with some uh, – we have gone through, I guess, position by position, but we might just talk about some players that we haven't. You and I put together some of the best guns, mids, cheapies uh, from each pause. So maybe we go start at hooker. We have kind of spoken about Harry Grant. Uh, for me, he's – you know, if you're going to go best gun by definition, it's, it's Harry Grant. Um, but – a pod play, and one I've gone, obviously, is running without Grant. But I think Harry, uh, Harry, Happy Coruscant with the captaincy, moving to the side, the Tigers that looked pretty sharp, got a couple of daytime handy games, Titans and uh, Dolphins to start the season. Um, yeah, they've got a decent start into their year. I think Appy Coruscant could surprise a few. I don't love it, but I don't absolutely hate it. Like, Appy is Appy. He's, he'll be a solid scorer. He'll get plenty of attacking stats. I just... Going to the new team, it's one you don't want to start with, but maybe one to keep an eye on. Any pods for you or any Yeah, I don't dispute? mind Jaden Braley. Um, I know I'm bringing mm. up the ninth flavor again and Lakey oh, okay. and here over here. <laughs> Love you, Lakey. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Jaden Braley, he, he's a proven point scorer, even with Supercoach. He's got a high base and is very capable of scoring or putting people over. <clears throat> DSAF. Uh, so <laughs> that run round one to six, I 
he could potentially be playing 80 minutes a game and getting those attacking sets early on and potentially make a bit of money, and then he could move him to the likes of Grand or Cook. Hmm. Looking at his stats last season, um, obviously coming off injury and, and all that, but a relatively undisrupted year and a lot of good scores there and no real downsides. And that's what you look for in a hooker, right? You don't want um, the potential for 30s and 40s because it's just not going to cut it. But uh, yeah. for a guy in a pretty poor side to have that many relatively high scores as a, you know, a couple of hundreds there, some 90s, like that's a, that's a decent resume for a, what was a dismal year. So I don't mind that at all. What's ownership, yeah. do you know, if... Um, the top uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but I do have a real soft spot for him after I started with him in 2021 uh, when I was coming first overall. <laughs> Did you really? That's right. And I had you on the pod. Yeah. Started. Um, I caught the eye was hot. See, ta- eye for talent. What did I tell you? Yeah, his current ownership is 1.2%. There you go. Well, I think I'd, him up against Robson would be an interesting start just over the first six weeks or up until the Knights buy in round nine. Be interesting to see how their average compares. Hmm. Well, there you go. Is that a, I mean, he's got a 70K start, your boy, but um, is there a stake bet? Have we already stake betted or were you considering that last week? No, last week I was just, I was upset at the fact that they never get paid out. <laughs> That's right. Well, so I, uh, I wanted to introduce a, a new bet that would actually get paid out. Okay, well, how about we did talk off air, but you and I are both going to the Dolphins Roosters game next Sunday, and we've said the transcontinental, the big tranny, would be where we have a uh, pre-game beverage. So how about I buy you a nice forex gold pot? We'll go jug. Jug, okay, there you go. Yeah, well, but this... how are we betting on Jaden Braley and Robson's first eight rounds? <sighs> <Ooh>. <laughs> if we're paying it out beforehand, Ma- magic round, magic okay. round. It's going to be a magic round. round. Whoever has the highest average come magic round. How about um, how many points they the, the other beats them by is well, one, how many? Jaden Brown's got the buy around nine, so okay. he misses On the average. game. We'll go well, average. Okay, you've got to stand there and skull as many beers as points that they've beaten the other buyer. <laughs> Get immediately kicked out, ruin your magic Done. round, drink responsibly. And um, we'll Done. think about that one. How about we come back next week and think about Brayley v. Robson? Because I don't mind that. I think uh, I've got a lot of faith in my cowboy man, Robbo. So uh, we'll think about that one and come back. Uh, stake bet or, or whatever it may be, v. 2. But I will pay you out when we go to... Um, we go to the training on next Sunday, mate. I will. I, yeah, I always we'll pay. I'm no. I'm no when we'll in Rome. There you go. <laughs> uh, in terms of mids, I think Brandon Smith, you and I, are vehement agreement. He's the best proposition there. Yeah, for sure. There's no no others in consideration for me. And I, like I said earlier, I'm going through my team. Grant and B Smith have been locked in. I haven't looked at anyone else. And cheapies, I mean, it's it's probably not the greatest position this year. I had a quick look. Sonny Luke and Ray Stone, uh, both of those are going to be coming off the bench at best. Um, Ray Stone, very popular, given we thought he might be at lock. He doesn't look like he'll get that position, so he's going to be battling for minutes. Uh, for me, I've taken him out of the side. I just don't like it. But I know you weren't, off him, or you weren't on him to begin with. Nah, not a lot not. of cheap options here. I don't mind Sonny Luke, but... Uh, not someone I'd start with purely because he wasn't playing World Club Challenge, so you don't have an idea of what he's really going to be playing. So all the talk mm. is he's getting you know, 55, 60 minutes off the bench, but there's no way to confirm that unless we see it. And unfortunately, he was out World Club Challenge, so we didn't get to see it. I'll tell you what, Mitch Kenny's probably not the greatest placeholder, so keep your eye on that guy, Sonny Luke. Yeah. Obviously, for Supercoach, a lot more uh, potential there. Um, front row, so I really like Joe Tarpanay here as best gun for the position for mine. Tarpanay, uh, from what he's shown through the World Cup, even the trial uh, last week, it was pretty, or the uh, All-Stars, like it was pretty 
Um, I mean, it wasn't great, but the the way that he's shifted to lock, um, I don't know if that's a sign that Sticky's willing to give him more minutes, which is only a good thing for Supercoach. But mm. the only thing that would hold me back is if there was some doubt about where he sits in this pack and if he's going to keep at that 50 minutes. But I think Sticky's got to bite the bull and just realise this is your probably best player um, oh, in the form he's, he's in. He's absolutely clear. He's Raiders' best player by far. You know, I'd, I'd have White and behind him a second, but Tarpany is just unbelievable. Gun for Supercoach, love owning him. Needs to be out there for 60-plus, would love it. But for me, he was almost a set-and-forget in that front row. Um, I'll keep him for the year. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't argue against Tarpany. Like, he's absolute quality. I he, He's one of the top props in the game, Supercoach-wise and NRL-wise. But the player I've gone with here for best gun is Payne Haas, who I think is the best prop in the league. Um, he has averaged over 70 before. Broncos coming out pretty hot at the moment. Uh, he had his injury issues last year, still averaged 63, including games where he wasn't playing big minutes, whereas normally he'd be playing 60, 65 plus. So mm. I'd expect that um, throughout the season. I guess it's all the off-field stuff and a relatively checkered last season as well. He's kind of just been a little bit forgotten about. But as you've said, like he's still got the points on the board uh, to back it up. And you know maybe with an eye on football is where you get the best out of him. So don't mind that. But I think for the first time in a long time, Haas has kind of been a little bit of an afterthought. So mm. uh, keen to see just how he starts. Um, for me, mid uh, guy that you've got, Christian Welsh, I think the captaincy at the Storm, a pack that desperately needs someone to... Uh, pick up some of the slack. Here's your guy. Yeah, uh, and again, I've got him in my team, so I obviously rate the pick. The main mid for me, and I don't know if I've mentioned it yet, but I really like Daniel Saifidi. Who? Uh, the, you know, Jacob. The, the Knights legend. Oh, the inferior brother, Daniel Saifidi. Yeah, right, yeah. The, the one who made Origin first. Yeah, d- yeah, well, there you go. Did they win that year? Uh, I think they actually, uh, 20, oh, 2020, no, they didn't. No, there they you didn't. go. There you go. I mean, I'm a Queenslander. I'm happy with that. Yeah, a Dragons fan. That always, um, uh, yeah, tricks me. But there you go. Uh, Yeah, we love Ben Hunt. That's about it. (laughs) How good's Bunty? Um, And then best cheapy. I mean, there's a a couple floating around. There's guys like Hetherington, um, but for mine, Utokamano. We're calling him a cheapy at 320k with the new inflated price tag. Yeah, for sure, he sneaks in there. Um, I think. We we set off air. It's kind of it depends on the position, but cheapy's roughly three fifty to five fifty k. I'd consider Uto a cheapy at about three hundred and twenty for front row forward. You yep. have the likes of Sean Kepi with the jewel now as well. It's pretty handy. But you can kind of chuck him in that second row if you are running Hopgood as your top three. Um, hmm. Kepi, Mawale, Pele if he gets a spot, and um, Viliami for feeder as well. But Uto is absolutely clear and potential for starting. I feel like it could be a really terrible position to try and target value and, and cash cows in because we've seen time and again you get these front row forwards that are cheap and they come off the bench, um, you know, and they score 30, 35, and they just take forever to make money. You've just got them as a barnacle on your side. So a guy like Utoi Kamano who's starting uh, point to prove after a disappointing last season, a couple of injuries. I mean, I started with him last season and – he had one game, I think it was against the Knights. He could have scored. He dropped the ball over the line. There was just nothing going his way. So um, in a much improved Tigers side, I really like uh, value for Utoy over you know, a 200K guy that's going to take forever to make 50 grand. Yeah, I think yeah. Appy is the biggest inclusion for him because I, think, I, I see Uto as a, a Spencer Lenu who's playing an extra 20 minutes. Yep, don't mind that at all. Uh, second row, let's go down there. Cam Murray, um, I've got him. You've got him as best gun. I don't think there's much out there 
Nah, it's, uh, for me, all preseason, it's been between him, Dave Fafita, and Angus Crichton. Angus Crichton, not an option uh, at mm. this point in time. I'm just not 100% sold on Dave Fafita and the Titans. Uh, that round one and two, they've got Tigers, Dragons, which is decent, but then they've got Cowboys, Storm, and the bye. So I think I just want to wait and and see on them. Uh, the pod I have for second row as a gun is Carrigan. Now, obviously, he was mm. fantastic in that trial game, like four offloads, four tackle bars, a, a ton of meters, ton of tackles. He could be in for a huge 2023, now second year removed from injury as well. Uh, so at 650K, he, he is a bit like Murray, just without the attacking stats. So I'd probably look to play him more as a second second row forward rather than the main guy. Uh, mm. But I think there's definitely value in there. I can see a world where he averages 70 this year. And it's actually probably a, a good point to make is that dual for him as well and guys like Tarpane, it makes a hell of a difference. I'm not uh, sure Carrigan has dual actually. I don't I believe they gave him. Well, in my mind, they gave him dual uh, the other week, but maybe that's me thinking of someone else. But uh, in any case, point still stands. Dual positioning. Uh, no, you're right. Second row only. Dual positioning. Um, classic JT is a huge <laughs> in this season with buys and everything going on. So. Um, when I was thinking about some of the players in my side, I needed to have like one in second row, one in front row that I could flip up and down as needed. So um, I thought Carrigan was that guy, clearly not. But um, for feeder, maybe just back on him, I'd, I was talking about Khan Pereira and the way that they were shifting down his edge. And it like it's so painful owning Dave for feeder. It's painful not owning him, but it's also painful owning him because it's just mm. such a frustrating game. And I don't think I saw anything in the trials that suggests for whatever reason they're going to give him the ball. you got Tanner Boyd out there who's trying to make a mark and everything like that. But I don't know, for whatever reason, they're just continually allergic to his side. So I just can't do it again. Yeah, uh, understandable. Um, one good thing Carrigan does have going for him, same as Murray, don't have the buy till after that first Origin game. So it's someone you'd hold all the way up until that Origin mm. period. So that's one thing they'd both have going for them there. Cheapies? I mean, your guy. Cheapy. Jermaine Hopgood, he's... The main cheapie that everyone should have, like I said before, um, we've we touched on a few of them before. Um, with Dury, and maybe Pierre Kuru makes it, maybe Sean Bloor, maybe Trey Mooney. That's a real TLT question. That's really unfortunate for um, Sean Bloor. Hey, he gets uh, you know a rough season with injury, and then he comes back, and you got John Bateman and Isaiah Papali standing in your way. Like, yeah, it's not great timing, but one day he'll be a super coach gun. One day. Yeah, um, yeah same Hopgood, Dury, those kind of guys there. It's, a, I think, a profitable position if you can get guys that are going to be in there long term. Hopgood looks the goods, though. For sure. He could be a season-long hold. I can see him averaging 60-65 this year. Love it. Um, all right, here we got halfback. Um, my gun, or pod in this case, I guess, Hines over Cleary. Um, just something about the Panthers, the fact that they lost that um, pretty dour game against St. Helens. Um, you know, they've been riding a high for a long, long time, lose a lot of quality players uh, around Cleary. So I just think there's potential for regression here, uh, despite being you know 50-odd K cheaper than Nico Hines. I just, it just looks like one's going one way, the other's going down. Yeah, see, I... Like I, I'm obviously big on Nico Hines. I, I own him and Cleary, but I think Cleary would be the number one player in Supercoach this year. I think they lean on him more with the loss of Appy. Like Sonny Luke and Mitch Kenny aren't going to be taking those attacking plays as Appy Coruscant was. There's not going to be nearly as many grubbers from dummy half or putting the, the props over. It's all going to be going out to Cleary. Like he will have the ball in his hands so many times, and that was proven in the World Club Challenge even. they the Torrential weather... Uh, they had Mitch Kenny at the hooker for 70 minutes, and he's a terrible hooker. And mm. 
clearly still managed to get 60 super coach points in that game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and goal kicking, all that sort of stuff. I just see, uh, you know, in, conversely, maybe it's Penrith's uh, the kick up the ass that they needed losing that game and they'll start on fire. But for me, I just see some regression for Cleary there. So it scared me off a little bit. Uh, I've spent big on Hines. I wouldn't do it for Cleary, but that's that's my view. Uh, Fogarty, I'm classifying him, him as a mid. Uh, we've spoken to death about him, but at the a relatively pricey position, I think uh, I would classify that as as mid range. Yeah, maybe. that's what, like like we said before. It's all relative to position. Um, so like a front row forward, 650k. That's more. That's about the same price as Haas, but in halfback, that's 300k less than the top guy. So yeah, 100% mm. a mid for halfback. Uh, who's your best mid? Uh, I'm going to say Walker, who is um, Sam Walker, slightly less priced than Fogarty, uh, but the Roosters have decent first few games. Obviously, goal kicking. Uh, I think he, I think he will take a lot more of the heat off uh, Luke Keary and James Tedesco this year. The ball goes to his hands probably more often than last year. Uh, he's there's obviously value in him because the way they ended up last year after they switched sides and and uh, Sammy Walker got the seven on his back. He averaged over seventy for that run for the last ten games or so. So mm. there's definitely value there, and if he can continue that form, um, he's one to keep an eye on. Cheapy, anyone? No. Nah. No, I I haven't looked past Cleary or Nico really, so definitely no cheapy for me. I mean, if you're going to go cheap, the only way you could probably go would be Tanner Boyd. Uh, we're calling 385k cheap because that's, as we said, relative to the position. But outside of that, I mean, it's probably guns or, or nothing. Um, yeah. So Fogarty, Hines, you can't go wrong. 5'8", uh, Adam Dewey, I mean, he's, in my view, the the best in this position. It's a tough call, though, against Munster. I just think um, uh, there's a bit of talk about that groin injury and all that kind of stuff and yeah. new storm side. Um, you know, love Cam Munster as a player. I think he's got a very the best like basement score for a uh, half fullback, whatever, in the game. I just think time and again he'll get 40-plus. But for me, I just see him starting a little bit slow this year and, and Dewey outscoring him. Yeah, potentially. Look, season-wise, Munster is the number one five-eighth, and I think that's hard to argue with, but I can see Dewey being number two. But yeah, early on, potentially Dewey does take the reins there. Um, but yeah, season-wise, I I would still have Munster over him, but for a 200K difference, you're locking in Dewey all day. I just think that gap's closing this year, I reckon. Munster's gone down, Dewey's going up, but... Um... Anyway, that's why I've never won the comp. Um, mids and cheapies, I mean, for 5 eighth, as we, we talked about, it's a pretty dire position. The only mid I could kind of find was Tamari Martin. I know Wilf spoke a little bit about him in the Mega Guide being a, a, a smoky. He played quite well for the Broncos at fullback last season. Uh, we'll be in the halves this year, so depending on how that shift goes. But Tamari would be a pod mid play, I guess. Yeah, I'd consider him mid. He's 400k almost flat. Would you consider someone who's the same price as Matt Moylan as a mid? Uh, Matty Moylan, it's, it boggles the mind. He's still going around, but um, yeah, I guess. So that makes Kalen Ponger a mid, and he'd be my best mid. Wait, what's Moylan? Surely he's Moylan's not. Moylan's 528k. Jesus. Ponger is 530. Okay, yeah. I did not realise that uh, Moylan was so highly priced. But there you go. You got yourself a bargain. Pat yourself on the back, Alex. Well done. <laughs> and and best cheapie. I mean, he's not playing, but um, Josh Schuster, if you're going to get him in early, he's going to make pro- make cash eventually. You're just going to have to wait a little bit. But for me, yeah, I, I think you've got to spend up in this 5-8 spot for the first five, six weeks. Yeah, it's... 
bit unfortunate it's come to this, but I do agree. Um, the, everyone pretty much had locked uh, Dewey and Schuster in, but I just think it's a bit risky to have Dewey in. Uh, sorry, have Schuster in there as the backup five eighth. Uh, there is merit to holding him in second row, uh, but definitely not as your backup five eighth if he's not playing the first two weeks at least. Well, I actually don't mind that at second row, as you mentioned, because you've got guys we've spoken about, I guess, Wong for the Roosters and these sort of players you're kind of hoping get into the side and then hold their spot, whereas you know Schuster's going to come there eventually and play 80 minutes every week. So in terms of a you know, rolled gold kind of longer-term cheapie, he's your guy, whereas you're sort of hoping with, with some of these others. But anyhow, well, uh, if that's the way you want to go, otherwise he's just a really easy downgrade later in as you plan to do. Um, center wing, uh, take me through best guns, mids, cheapies. So I've got uh, Brian Toto and Greg Marzu kind of as the interesting play. Yeah, well, Brian Toto, I hadn't hugely considered him before because I have kind of want my team to not be um, hit by the buys as hard. I'm happy to lose max of one to two players each round. Yep. But Brian Toto, with the news of Taylor May going down, he could potentially move to the left. And also Taylor May took a lot of his work that, made him so valuable in 2021 as well. So he could potentially see that come back, um, which I can see Toro averaging that 65, 70 this year. So decent value in him there as well as you get a Panthers attacking player. Greg Marzu, he he was on the radar before that trial game, but he's just so electric. And on that left wing outside, Kalen Ponga, who was a long pass specialist, he could be on the <laughs> end of a few tries as well as getting 10 tackle busts a game. I'm scrolling down trying to find the percentage ownership for Marzu and I can't. So I'm going to assume it's well below the sort of 5% mark. So Yeah, I'm, from memory, it's pretty low. I can quickly pull it up now. I mean, I had a look. Isaac Fassil Malawi, 3.1%. Yeah, 3.6% for Greg. There you go. Adam Reynolds, 3.1%. I was actually going to do that at the start of the pod, just go through some of the weird percentage ownerships that we got. Um Katoa from the Dolphins, probably number one. I think he's quarter-owned across the competition. Um, yeah, I've got a big one that's kind of weirdly owned, I'd yeah. say, like a bit too high. Um, there's 600 people that own Jamal Fogarty. Uh, it's now 605. Oh, uh, sorry. 605 <laughs> too many. <laughs> oh, hang on, is that 606? Did, you just, did I hear Alex Christie changing his side? I think I did. There you go. Uh, no these sort of guys now, you'll think about it. It'll come to round one and you'll go, God, that Fogarty actually looks really good, but I can't do it now because I said JT was an idiot. But there you go. That's the hole that you've dug, mate. Um, <laughs> I think we've done cheapies in center wing. We've gone through all of them. Mid for me, I'd have just watching the trial, really liked Brent Naden. We'd never think about having him in the side. He's what, 350K and whatever. Um, but I just thought he looked good in All Stars. He looked good last week. Um, setting up tries, running at the line. Like, I don't know, maybe this is the year that Naden finally kicks away from that, um, you know, winning the grand final and, and whatever and all the stuff that came about after that. Maybe this is the year that he just kickstarts his career again. I don't know. I really I liked watching him. I a bad player. I don't rate him at all. And no? I wouldn't. Uh, nah, I've already got Talao. Why would I want another Tigers outside back? Well, I mean, that's it. If you want to pot up Brent Naden's your guy there. But I liked the way that they shifted down his edge in both um, All-Stars and, and Tigers. I just thought he looked healthy, looked good, took the line on. Plenty of value to be made. I think he could be a, a decent play for drafts and all that kind of thing. Really liked watching him. But um and then best gun or pod in this case for me, I guess, is Nick Meany. He's probably 10% or, or thereabouts owned. Um, mm-hmm. We've spoken about him as well. But I just thought uh, someone like him in the side in that storm juggernaut, I think would be handy to have. Um, just before we get to fullback, that's going to take us two seconds. Uh, 
Zach Lomax, <laughs> any love this year? No, I don't have dragons any Dragons player. Uh, no. I've said before on the podcast, I, the Dragons are probably the most Supercoach irrelevant team, and I haven't actually owned Dragon for like two years. I think since hmm. 2020 Lomax. I had a short stint of Ben Hunt for one round at the beginning of 2021 when I was coming first overall. Thank you. And uh, I brought him in for one round because Cleary got suspended and Ben Hunt broke his leg. So that's it. I'm, I was like, that's it. I can't own any more Dragons. You know who's the most randomly high-priced center wing that I can find in, in just scrolling down? Uh, Tezzy New, almost 600K. <laughs> that's number mm. 19. That's good. <laughs> All we can do is attack. Uh, he's owned by 402 players, so there you go. Uh, clearly, they see My something mid for centre wing, I've, I think it's pretty interesting, and it's someone I was big on last year, and with the trial games, it kind of shone a new light on him again coming into 2023, Xavier Coates. So he's moved back to the left, it seems, with Warbrick on the right. Last year in 17 games, Coates still scored 16 tries. So I think mm. like, that's – I think he's mid-400s, 400K. Um I think there's value in him there with the, the Storm's early run. They but he would have scored that. He would have scored those 16 tries in like four games. And then the rest of it's like 15. Well, you take the highs with the lows. You, you, you sort do. of play him on matchups. And, but the first 10 weeks or so for the Storm are pretty decent from memory. So, mm, I mean, yeah, again, it's a, that's a real big pod play. But I mean, it's just one. He's one of those guys. He's like um, the Charlie Staines and all that that have just burnt a lot of people, I think, me included last season from having those sort of down games. But as you said, it's a longer – if you, you know, you're picking these players, you've got to really consider that they're a the long-term hold and yeah, ride the ups sure. and downs and all of that kind of thing. So no, don't mind it. We'll see how he goes. And no doubt he'll be one of those players. If he gets on a roll, everyone will jump on and then it'll be you know, just uh, fall off a cliff kind of stuff. But anyhow, yeah. don't mind that. Uh, fullback, we'll quickly go through that. Teddy, um, for me, and, and you've spoken about as well, like um, highest-owned player for a reason, I think. Decent start to the season. I just see him not streets ahead, but uh, top of my list. Yeah, understandably. You can't really argue with it. He's gun player. He's, Tedesco is Tedesco. That, that essentially says it all. Um, I've got Trell, and I spoke about him before, my thoughts on him and why I think he'll be uh, like a top three player in Supercoach. The pod obviously would be drinky. And again, I spoke of my reasons before. Uh, I just think, yeah, I mean, Latrell could be a slow starter. I know last season he came in, hit the ground running really fast. Um, didn't look like he'd spent any time out at all, but I don't know, just looked a little bit unfit as he tends to do in those trials. And uh, I don't know, I can just see a little slow start for the bunnies, but uh, we'll see there. Turbo, weird that we're calling him a mid, but at <laughs> 590 odd K at fullback. He's cheaper than Fogarty. Yeah, well, there you go. Absolute bargain. Uh, unfortunately, not quite the caliber of player that Jamal Fogarty is, but there you go. Not everyone can be. But Turbo, yeah, just weird to see such a low price tag. Yeah, there's not much to say to him. There's a lot of value in him there. It's just whether or not you think he will match the likes of Teddy and Trell early. Hmm. Uh, in my eyes, I don't really see it. And the buy round two really doesn't help his case. Um, Turbo's one to wait and watch and potentially pick up round four. Okay, uh, and then cheap, or actually, sorry, mid for you, anyone else? Nah, no one really comes into consideration for me there. And with cheapies as well, I'd, I've literally just written no one because at fullback, you shouldn't be going with anyone cheaper than Turbo, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those positions that's so valuable for Supercoach and you got to invest heavily in it. If you're going to do it anywhere, make sure that it's fullback. Uh, as fullback said. and halfback for me. 
just to round out the pod, mate, anyone that you reckon is going to be an, a, a bust this season? Like if we're, we're talking about players that are relatively high owned, anyone that you've steered clear of and can see a real down year? I don't, can- I don't know about down year, but I think possibly slow start. Uh, and I know we just talked about how good he is, but James Tedesco. Okay. Um, purely because he, the, the trial didn't look great. And I know that's his first hit out. It was just kind of dusting off the cobwebs. He had a long World Cup. He's playing 80 minutes every single game. Um, the halves haven't played a trial yet. They've got Suwali'i out with a concussion. I think he's back round one, but is out of uh, pretty much. It has to pass all protocols for 11 days. Mm. Joey Manu um, out round one. Angus Crichton out round one. Just a new hooker. And, you know, I think it'll, it might take a little bit to gel. I could be dead wrong. I could even start with Teddy, but... I'm sure you I will. Just... I'll convince you at the Transcontinental beforehand. <laughs> Afternoon <laughs> game, mate. Yeah. Captain yeah, material. I know, and I'm going to be there as well. And that I don't know if that'll sway me on the day. Like, I, I don't know if I'll be able to run without him, but... It's, it's just, one of those yeah. unwritten rules how you can't go to a live game and either not have someone in your side at all or not have them like VC or C or whatever. So last game or second last or whatever it is of the round, <laughs> it's going to be nice yeah. to have Captain Teddy rounding things out. Um, for me, I think Dave Fafita, uh, another disappointment, but in top 15 or 15th in highest ownership, the hammer. Love him as an ex-cowboy, but at fullback, he's got so much growth to do. And at 300 and 30 odd K. I can see him losing money for the first two months. Oh, uh, yeah. He's it's, it's... definitely a trap, I'd say. Yes. I'd almost actually see NK in the same mold. I, I don't really rate him super coach wise. He's had nine try assists in his career. Mm. Like, he'll, is... he'll, be, he'll get decent base. He'll average probably 40, but that's the extent of it. Really. Is it CNK you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Nickel yeah. Clock style. Like, he's just, he's not super coach relevant. Never has been, never will be. Like, he, he might make 100. K and that's about it. Bold colder than have him in your side. But anyway, you're the one that laughs at me. That's fine. I'll wear, I'll wear <laughs> it. We'll see. So those sort of guys, I think the fullbacks, CNK, um, Sloan for you guys, the Hammer, um, even Perham I'm not sold on. I don't have him. So mm. just I think it's a very valuable super coach position, but it doesn't mean immediately it's going to translate to that in real life NRL. So we'll see how these guys go, but I can see uh, the Hammer struggling for a little bit. Um, all right, mate. Any wise words of wisdom to round the pod out? It's been a, a decent one, an hour and seven. Got through a fair bit. Yeah, no, uh, decent uh, innings this one. Uh, not a whole lot. Might, might just do another quick shout out for the Mega Guide. Check the links. Yep. Uh, check the website, nrlsupercoachtalk.com, or the, the links in the bio of NRL SC Talk and Rugby League Realm on Instagram. Uh, I'll be writing the buy, sell, hold article again this year, which will come out from round two onwards. So keep eye out for that on the website. And I'll be posting all about it on uh, the socials as well. Rugby League Realm shout out. Um, you know what we haven't had to start 2023, mate? JT's Joke Corner. You ready? What do you call? <laughs> Sorry. Started off pretty well there. What yeah, does it know? I just disconnected from the from it as it was coming up. So I don't look at time. What does a nosy chili do? What? Gets a jalapeno business. <laughs> All right, thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next week come TLT. (laughs) Love it. Thank you, Alex. See you next week.